Story number one. Pretty Little Death Walters. Packbound, part two, written by Gifted Earth. Brewer, what are you doing? Brewer did not stop to listen to Bastal's demanding question. He was too busy rooting through the lab's secure cupboards, which were also something that the AI was meant to be keeping closed. Bestel grumbled and put a hand on Brewer's shoulder to get his attention. Brewer flinched away and smacked Bestel's hand. Don't touch me, I'm doing something. Well, what are you doing? You should get back to the cabin. In his defense, Murakai said, making a way over to the duo, that cabin is useless with the door open. Brewer pulled open the freezer and fist-pumped. He grabbed several bags of samples from the freezer and stood up, throwing the samples onto the workbench. One of you get Clavati to check the security cameras, he said as he started gathering equipment. Come on, do it, I have a plan, and I need to see what I'm up against. Murakai settled off as Brewer asked. Bestel stared at him in confusion. This does not answer my question. Bestel was to be denied the response for some time longer. Brewer ignored him and set about his task with the practice speed and ease. The last warrior looked around the all the bodies they had made. Small ones, big ones, they had fought valiantly, but the last had won. The last would always win. That was why they existed. They had to win. Had to. If they did not win, they were not the last, and that was unacceptable. The ancestors, the first last, would not accept that. This was all the warrior knew, and this is not all they'd ever known. Somewhere deep in their skull, the ghosts of a past life lingered, but that didn't matter. Not anymore. The warrior licked the claws clean and slotted them back into its paws, and then picked up their weapon. Oh good, Ella recovered from the big burst. Hmm, an interesting smell was in the air. Something hideous. They wrinkled their snout and went off to find the hideous thing. It kind of looks like a valentinine. Calvetti observed as she watched the lab's main data screen. She had abandoned the cabin's screen on the basis that it was too far away from the rest of the group, and opened cabin wouldn't help much anyway. What's a valentinine? Walker asked. Oh, it's a mythical creature. There are different variants of them in different cultures, but the basic idea is that they were people who got cursed by some powerful entity, and are now monsters. Their fur rots away, including their trail, and their snouts extend. Huh. Murugai handed another bag of chemicals to Brewer, who was mixing everything he could find into one carefully constructed cocktail. He probably should have been wearing a hazmat suit of some kind, but that took time. The gloves would have to do. Murakai, being a walking biohazardous self, didn't really need any protection. That made her an excellent assistant. Bestel had given up on getting an answer and was now nervously pacing the main door on some kind of patrol. Golzek was fiddling with the lab's fire extinguisher. Molfer was perched on a higher cabinet, chirping to himself angrily about the situation. How long have we got? Murakai asked. Three small half-cycles, maybe, Calvati replied. This was about five minutes in human time. Or less, I think it's speeding up. Hey, we got a message from Diddy, Walker said. He tapped the notification to enlarge it. Lang Lang Diddy, text only. Don't want to alert the thing. Get back into the cabin. Don't try to be heroes. 
Guards are on the way. Walker scowled and replied deeply. I am Walker. The cabin is useless. And no offense, but so are the guards. None of us want to die without fighting back. Do not go gently and all of that. Lang Lang Diddy. I know, that message was a principle. A sneak attack will be your only hope, so get Bestel away from the doors. Walker nodded and closed the interface. Bestel, Diddy says get away from the doors. We need to surprise the thing. Bestel, that is instructed, moving to the blind spot near the door. Brewer clicked his tongue in annoyance. It's a shame that all of your good assets and bases aren't in here, he said. I doubt that suit would be good against the flora antinomic acid. Do you want to cause even more damage to the hub? Murakai asked, even laughed. You're their equivalent. Nah, I guess that's going to have to do. Brewer poured the last chemicals into the pot. Everyone hide. Just Brewer said this, the last warrior appeared in the doorframe. They sniffed the air. Crackles of energy began to surround the weapon. Everyone scrambled to run, to get out of the way. With one exception... Calvati was unlucky. Her species had evolved in a world where many of the predators were highly motion-sensitive. Staying still was her ancestor's best hope to survive most of the time, so she and her people still froze up when scared. Most of them could fight past it, but this always took a moment. She didn't have a moment. Zenzar Marin Calvati was hit with enough supercharged plasma to kill ten of her people. She crumpled to a floor. For a moment, silence, then a scream of pure, unadulterated rage. Steve Brewer got to his feet, screamed at the last warrior. As his face was red, his teeth bared, his fists clenched. You freaking skunt! He screamed, Freck you! Brewer leapt over the lab counter and launched himself directly at the warrior, who was taken aback by the sudden assault. They struck Brewer with the stomach of the weapon, discharging more plasma into his body. Rather surprisingly, he didn't seem to care, beyond a grunt of pain. He crashed into the warrior and grabbed their helmet, pulling it violently, and an act pulled both of them to the ground. The plasma weapon went frying. Molfa swooped in and snatched it by the hilt, carrying it, hopefully, out of the warrior's reach. The warrior roared in frustration and shoved Brewer away. Pulling itself to its feet, Brewer winced as he got up. Then he grabbed the nearby lab still and swung it at the warrior. It was a good, clean hit and the force made it stagger. Freaking coward! Brewer screamed, swinging the stool again and missing. Hiding behind your mask, blasting people who can't fight back. Piece of crap. If you're so tough, then show me your face and you'll freaking fight me properly. The warrior growled. You question my honor. Mate, my nan has more honor in her little toe than your entire species has across the whole galaxy, and she used to literally steal candy from babies. That got an answer of a furious roar. The warrior reached up and pulled their helmet off. They looked a bit like a mangy cyborg werewolf. Metal plates had been screwed into the back of its head. Their fur eyes had nearly 180 degree vision. Sharp fangs jutted from the pale pink gums. Freck me, you're ugly, aren't you? The warrior unsheathed its claws and swung at Brewer, who raised the stool as used as a shield. It was cut in two. The fallen half hit the floor with a crash. Brewer responded by throwing the remaining half at the warrior. They dodged. There was another yell, and then Walker jumped into the warrior from behind. 
He grabbed the weak, mangy fur with his hands and pulled, using his legs to keep purchase. The warrior screeched and tried to throw him off. The grip on the fur weakened, and he let go and started punching them in the face, taking care to avoid the plating. Murakai watched the whole scene with a wilting horror. She tore her eyes away and looked up at the potted chemical still on the counter. What was even in it? There was a doozy toxins, of course, most potent toxin anyone here had access to, and then a bunch of chemicals that Brewer had marked with the label stating, Do not mix with doozy toxin. She stopped wilting. She understood the plan. The warrior finally threw Walker off, sending him careening to the floor. He hit it with an oof and immediately started gritting back up. No, Walker, stay back. Brewer took his head from his colleague. Walker responded by running over to where Kolzak still had the fire extinguisher. He grabbed it easily from the startled insect's hands and fired it at the warrior. Cold carbon dioxide flooded the air around the warrior, who screamed and swung blindly at Walker's direction. Brewer staggered over to the pot of chemicals and picked it up. It wasn't a large pot, maybe the equivalent to a carton of orange juice, but that was hopefully going to be more than enough. Oi, Molfa, shoot the bastard with the plasma thingy. What? It has almost no charge. Don't care. Fire it. Molfa did as ordered, aiming and firing the weapon at its owner. Walker breathed out and, oh crap, and jumped out of the way, knocking Kolzak down as he did so. The weapon was much bigger than those made for the Avreli, and so the knockback nearly flattened the pool Mofa. But it struck true. The bolt hit the warrior head-on. Literally. The warrior stumbled and sank to his knees, muzzle seizing. They shook, but this was clearly not going to be enough to do anything more than slow them down. That was all Brewer needed. He threw the pot at the warrior. During these experiments, Brewer had learned that there were many chemicals that made the doozy's toxins even more potent. He had wisely marked these things that should never be mixed with samples of the toxin, because even he wasn't stupid enough to drink something like that. But during his stay in the now-open cabin, a thought had occurred to him. Were the last inoculated? If they'd been watching the league for some time, he suspected that they probably were, so they'd resist the toxins. Unless the toxins were a full order of magnitude more potent than usual. The warrior did not scream. That would have required muscle control. Every nerve in their body suddenly and violently had their electrical inputs scrambled. They seized, and they saw a thousand scents and smelt a million colors. Their synapses broke down from the strain, and finally their organs ceased to function. They hit the floor, still twitching. Brewer swayed on the spot. Big old alpha type, huh? He said in a weak voice. I met way too many people like you at uni. Dr. Brewer, Murukai said. You're getting quite pale. Yeah, adren. Adrenaline's wearing off. Hell, that plasma crap hurts. Hope the doc didn't feel... He collapsed to the floor besides his fallen foe. Lang Lang Diddy took his hat off and put it onto the console. He looked up at the cameras to show the two ships still hovering nearby. Attention lost, we have killed your initial attacker. The silence on the other end could only be described as stunned. We know. I presume you're preparing a second wave. We did not anticipate this. A snort came from the human security guard. You didn't expect to lose. 
Never before has an unchained been defeated in close quarters combat, save by another of her kind. The human guard looked at Lang Lang Diddy. Sir, they're definitely planning another attack right now. I know, Lieutenant. Give me a moment. I'm working out what to do now. Do not worry. You live for now. We have come to the conclusion that close quarters combat against Stellar League is a bad idea. And we'll report that back to our superiors. When next we attack, we will not come so close. With that, the two remaining ships turned and sped back towards the dark space entry points. Lang Lang Diddy and his team watched as they vanished. The moment that the ships were gone, the entire control room broke out in cheers, hoots, and roars of joy and relief. They were alive. Well, most of them. Okay, okay, we're not safe yet, Lang Lang Diddy yelled. Get the medical team into the labs now. Dr. Brewer might still be alive. Remaining security teams head to the beach point. We need to ransack that ship. Tech crew, run those tertiary backups. Get I.I. functional again. Comms, get emergency aid. We're going to have to abandon the station. Move, people, move. End of story.